This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, and you're listening to the Warning Radio program. We're going to continue with a message that evangelist Paula Williams spoke when I was on a six-week, 25-state tour, promoting another great awakening with Eagles Saving Nations. She spoke on, Come in low so I can come in high. If you didn't hear the first radio program, go on my website, www.worldministries.org, and you can listen to it. Now let's continue with, Come in low so I can come in high. And my husband has been, he told, he talked personally to Meredith Hickey and said, I am in the bank right now. You'll have your money in 14 minutes. I'm sending it. My wife needs to go with you to China. That don't mean nothing. There's 12 people that got to say no before I can say yes. And so she said, okay. So on Friday, she puts all her people, 15 people in a conference room and they're all praying. And she says, we're going to pray fervently because, you know, and that's biblical because when Judas, who betrayed Jesus with a kiss because he's a son of perdition, you know, don't act like demons don't come to church. But because he did that, they had to pray and said, who's the 12th apostle? And then the lot fell on um, Matthias. So they knew they had to add. So she's like, we've got room for one more. We've got at least 12 left on the, the waiting list. So she gets her people, 15 people in the conference. She said, pray. And if you know anything about Marilyn Hickey, she don't do nothing without prayer. She don't do nothing. She will call Billy Brim Ministries. She told us that. She said, I call Billy Brim Ministries because something is kind of uh, funny going into China. And we were in the trip already. And she was like, something's funny going into China. She called Billy Brim. She said, and Billy Brim said, I ain't praying unless God tell me to, which is, that's, that's them women of God. <laughs> They're not going to pray unless they moved by God. And she said no. And she had asked her like a week and a half. She said, I asked her a week and a half before we had to go into China. But she was, had her people pray. And she said, when you get the name, say it out loud. So they're praying over 12 people's names in case even if the other 13th, the first one calls and says, I want to go. They said simultaneously, three people shot up and said, Paulette Williams. And she said, Paulette Williams. Okay. She goes, she's number 13. <laughs> I had to laugh. And she, they called me by Friday afternoon and they said, you got your passport. What was God saying? Go get the picture. Now go get the passport. I had it already. They said, we think we can get you a visa for China before we meet you in San Francisco tomorrow on Saturday. My husband comes in that night 
It's like we just handed off the baton by that morning. I'm headed to San Francisco to head to Singapore, Indonesia, China. And, and I'm out. I've got money. I started with nothing. I barely had the $5 for the passport. Then I looked through my finances because I got children and uh, my children to be well cared for. And I said, oh, I got an extra 60. I go get that. The lady helps me with that passport in Hawaii. And she said, oh, come, let me help you. You going to China? I said, yeah, in Jesus name, because I didn't have anything yet. And she got it. I got the passport the next day in the mail without paying. She said, I'm not charging you anything. Don't you worry about it. You're going to China. And I said, yes, in Jesus name. She had the passport for me. So I had the passport. He did the assignment of reading the word and God went and opened up the windows of heaven because we both came in low so he could come in high. He will show himself strong. So we're going along and we go into Singapore and then we have to go to, um, to Indonesia. And as we go into Indonesia, she is in a, a revival in a, in a, 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 in a, a revival for the people in a stadium. And so we come in and I walked into the stadium and I said, well, God, where do you want me to sit? Cause you people sit on the, on the ground. They're poor. <laughs> they sit on the ground. There's no bleachers, no seats. Nobody's carrying any seats. And he just said, go for it. And then he tells me now go right. And I sat middle to the right. And as I was going to sit down, because when you start to deal with people in third world countries or countries that don't, you don't all speak the same language, you use your hands a lot. You've got to speak with your hands and you let your hands, you know, I need a cup of water. I need to eat. You start to use your hands and everybody can understand that. Not sign language, but just language with your hands for motions. And so I go to sit on, on the ground and the guy stops me. And he's probably, I think, like Chinese or Japanese or something and uh, whatever, probably Buddhist or something. And he stops me and then he gets up and he runs and finds this boy that was selling papers for 25 cents, newspaper. And he gets the newspaper, just says something to him and snatches the newspaper. <laughs> and he rubs it down for me and he goes, and then he tells me, now sit. And I'm sitting down and I'm going, God, I really didn't want a newspaper print on my pants, but Okay, when in Rome, do it with Romans too. <laughs> They're sitting on newspaper. So I sit on the newspaper. And the interesting thing about this man, and she makes this, con- she keeps making this comment to them. Oh, the Americans are here today. And the Americans are going to get up and they're going to lay hands and you will be healed. <laughs> We've got from 70, 80 to 15, 16, 17. We're a very vast 152 people. But we've run the gamut of the ages. And some of them, I started looking around when she did that. The young ones were like, oh, and then the older ones were like, oh. she had a lot of Catholic grandmothers. <laughs> they were like, this is not how we do it. She's saying they're going to get up. And she made this big production for them that the Americans come. Oh, the Americans are here today and they're going to lay hands on you and you will be healed. Now, people are being healed when she's preaching and, and everything and healing is taking place. And then all of a sudden she said, but now the Americans are going to get up. Well, before that happens, I, we pray, we were singing in praise and worship. What I love about the nations, and I love the nations. That's why Dr. Hansen would call me evangelist, Paulette, Paulette, evangelist, evangelist. But I'm actually pastor because I've gone past being evangelist. And this is what I love. 
is that when you sing, they may be singing in Japanese, Chinese, Indonesian, I'm in English, and because you know the tune of the song, you're able to sing it. It was glorious to hear. I mean, the, 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 just the sky was open and bright and all the stars were out and I just was singing and I would just sing to the Lord and I sing the Lord and out of my peripheral vision, the two of them are looking at me like something was wrong with me. And because I kept looking up and so they kept going, <laughs> trying to figure out what was up there. <laughs> and I was just singing. I was just gone in, in, in praise and worship. I just loved it. I was so in heaven with it because I loved all the sounds of the other languages, not just the song, but here in the Chinese and the Japanese and the Filip the Filipino. Yeah, that was there. And, and, you know, Indonesian and hearing all these people sing the same song. Awesome. So then he finally, you know how you'll follow a person's eyes to see where they look? So he started looking at me and then following my eyes and just look up. And he couldn't figure it out. He was like, and they could not figure out because all there is, their sea is sky and stars. And they couldn't figure it out. So I went on. She finally said, get up. And you know, the healings, uh, Marilyn Hickey is, she's a wonderful, powerful woman. She says, lay hands, my first uh, person I laid hands on was a little 11, 10, 11 year old girl. She had lost her hearing and her mother was distraught and she wanted her hearing back. Put, just put my hands on, prayed, boom, totally popped open. Oh, the little girl got so excited. The mama got excited. And so you keep moving and just praying and praying and praying over people. And so then it was finally over and Marilyn Hickey was giving a salvation prayer. Now remember the two men? God tells me, look over there. And I looked over and he said, watch. And the guy that was helping me, if he got Mentos, he would give me some. The instruction when you go to a third world country, you eat what is found in America. A Coke is found in America. Uh, Mentos is found in America. You know, Snickers is found in America. You only eat what's there. Indonesia, they're, they're in their ditches. It was green slime. And their, their water is dirty. China's water is dirty. Ch the Chinese don't even drink their own water. You gotta boil everything. And so it, it was, they said, don't eat their stuff because they make it with that nasty water. And you gonna, you gonna get real sick eating from them on the local side. So you have to eat what you've seen in America only. So he was giving me Mentos and stuff and he was just being really kind. But when it came to the salvation, he stood up for it. Now, this man's got to be a Buddhist or he, I don't know, he could be Hindu, you know, not Harry Kushner. I don't wouldn't think so, but he's got to be like a Buddhist. His friend was pulling on his arm, pulling his leg, and he was just like, and he, I was, and God told me, look over there because he taught me the greatest miracle of all. Not all these miracles you've seen. Not all these people coming out of wheelchairs. The greatest miracle is salvation. Yes. And the man stood up for salvation. And then after he had received and his friend was sitting on that ground, he was so angry. He was mad. And all of a sudden the man started going through the crowd, looking and looking and looking. I said, God, who he looking for? Because I was praying for people. So I moved.
And all of a sudden he saw me and he came running towards me and he took me by my arms and I was like, what? <laughs> and he said, he said, because remember we have to use our hands. He went, he said, and he knew from when I was singing because he was perplexed what I was singing and looking too, but stars. He was saying, my heart, I've got Jesus. And that's why his friend was pulling on him to stop because he was going to walk away from his own religion and accept Jesus as his savior, which is why you got to come in low. Got to come in high. If I had not obeyed him to do that, that man, he had an assignment for his life. I want him now. And all you got to do is plant water. I'll give the increase. And me just singing a song and just sitting and he'd offer me this and that and be like, oh, thank you. I'd be like, okay, thank you. It was a testimony of something to him to watch somebody on a, on a singing a song at stars and not understanding what they're doing. It was Greek to him. And then he said, and then he said, thank you. And I was in awe. And I said, no, thank you to him. And he said, yes. I said, you thank him because the salvation comes by way of God, not me. And I just, he taught me, this is the greatest. This is the greatest miracle, a soul saved. So we get going on our, our trip and we have to go to China. So we, we're in Indonesia. We got to go back to Singapore. Singapore is always our base. If we shoot out somewhere, we went to Indonesia. We got to now go to China. He tells, she tells everybody, 152 of us that we're going to be going into China. We're sneaking in 9,000 Bibles and a hundred thousand tracks, Chinese tracks. And we're taking in 9,000 Chinese Bibles and we're sneaking it in. And she let us know that the month before we have come, that there was a man that was Christian and the police went in his room, in his hotel room and beat him to death. They let us know that. But we're sneaking in 9,000 Bibles and we are going to do a um, 100,000 tracks. So we're going to track bomb. That's what they call it, track bomb. I'm going to send this around and you're going to see where... Could you start it? We're, you're going to see where we went to go pack the Bibles. Now, they want to pack the Bibles, and they want people to volunteer to go. But the missionaries for China have showed up, and missionaries from all around have showed up. So they, the missionaries start to ask me, um, are you going? No, I'm going upstairs to my room. And they go, no, 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 are you going? No, I'm going upstairs to my room. Well, we're going to go pack the Bibles, the Chinese Bibles, to sneak in the 9,000. You're going? No. I'm going to my room. And one of them says, wait right here. Those people went upstairs and got Marilyn Hickey and brought Marilyn Hickey down. And she comes through those elevators, walks up to me and says, get upstairs and get your coat and let's go. And I said, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm going upstairs. She goes, yeah, to get your coat. Get your coat. Let's go. I'm like, you have so many people want to go do this. And they said, no, get your coat. And I had to go pack Chinese Bibles, the company Bibles, the Chinese Bibles in the company bag. So we went ahead and we did that. I've never seen such I spy maneuvering in my life. 
they maneuvered through so many different passages of roads and this and that. And I was watching them in the front and they're looking and they're watching because they need not to be followed because Marilyn Hickey works with the underground church and we are getting ready to hit China. We go and we pack all these things and then all of a sudden, <laughs> certain age, all got sick. They all got stressed. They all got anxiety attacks. They all couldn't sleep because you had to carry the bag once you hit customs and you got free to go get your luggage. You were supposed to take a bag with you with the Bibles in it and take it out the door. We need to sneak in the 9,000. So I'm going on the, tr on the train, the plane and we get in this, this, um, they got to take us to the, to the customs. And I hear somebody say, uh, Paulette's purse. And I look to the front like, because I'm like, I have my purse. And I couldn't figure out who said it. And so we go and we go through customs. Custom clears me. So I get my cart. I'm going to go now. Thank God, because communists are not friendly people. <laughs> they are not friendly. So thank God you clear it. Got cleared it. Started to go to luggage. And I got one suitcase. And I hear, passenger, Paulette Williams, come to customs. And you go, <laughs> you go, what? And I was making friends with this new lady. We were getting to know each other, and she was another evangelist. And I went, she goes, you better go. I was like, oh, my God. So I went back there. They led me into the room. Of course, they got their guns, and they led me into the room. And they're very stern, unsmiling people. But there's two young ones in there. When you are like-minded, when you are the same spirit, you know one another. Somehow them two young people, because everybody else is older and they are not being friendly. You can just set it there, honey. Thank you. They're not being friendly, but the two are standing there very still. They're not smiling, but they've got something that made me notice them. And it, we had to have the same spirit. So they asked me, is this your purse? What did they say on that, that bus, Paul S. purse? They needed a scapegoat. They scapegoat me. So they said, is this your purse? And it's not really in English because it's still all that signing with your hands. And I said, no. And they kept on, is this your purse? This is customs. And this is a bunch of, I mean, one lady, she was so stern. Her hand is behind her back. She's just looking mean. <laughs> I'm like, okay, lady, I didn't do anything to you. But okay. So she's looking mean. And they keep asking me, is this your purse? And I'm like, to me, the ignorance is I got a cart and a purse in it, but I'm being called back. And when they call you back to customs, everybody looks to see who got called because that actually means trouble. <laughs> so I'm like, no. And I keep saying no. And then I'm finding like, okay, bye. I can't say no, no, no that many more times. I walked out the door one way in, one way out. I'm in a room full of communists and I walked out. And so I got my next bag. Will passenger Paulette Williams please come to customs? I'm like, <gasps> now, because the older set didn't want to take out the bags, but the younger set and only one man that was old, way older than I was, he was the only one that was senior that would touch the bags. We're sneaking in 9,000 Bibles, which could get all of us killed. <laughs> So the young people started, oh, okay, as some one of the seniors would go by, okay, I'll get your bag. 
so they could be picking up a lot of the bags and all the Bible bags. So we've got to get the bags out and into the parking lot in order to get it snuck into China. So then I go in the room again. Here's the two young ones. And now we got a little bit more people and a little bit more gun. <laughs> and I'm going, and I, I was like, okay, well, we'll just keep going. No, no, no. And I finally just said, okay, bye. And I left to go back out. Now I'm trying to sit there and she's like, oh, you're back. And I said, yeah, uh, don't leave until I get back here. <laughs> Somebody got to know what's going on. And so then again, I'm looking and waiting for the luggage to come up and well, passenger Paulette, please come to customs. I'm like, and I'm looking at the young men and I'm seeing that they're moving. We've got tons. You see those pictures? We've got tons of bags to move for 9,000 bottles. So I go back in. Now there's two young ones still there and then one young boy. He's closer to that purse, but it's lined up and they're looking even more mad and angry with me. And I'm like, okay, this is crazy. And so I, they said, uh, and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> they're like, oh, oh. and I'm like, no. And so then they won't listen to me. So I said, well, do you want me to open it for you? And this is what the room does. <gasps> Very faintly, but I heard it. The two went, <gasps> the setup was for me to be the scapegoat, not for me to blow the mission. And the other one didn't do it. And I heard where it came from. And then that other lady was so mad. And she was like, and she couldn't figure out where it came from. She Because it was so faint, but God made sure as faint as it was, I heard it. They were like, I knew don't do it. The thing Marilyn Hickenham teach you is act like stupid American. Oh, you're such a stupid, huh? Stupid. And all you hear is a word. You hear a word, then you hear a Chinese word, and then you hear American. So they just said stupid American. <laughs> so I said, okay, I've learned. And I started acting stupid. I went, you know what? If you don't leave me alone, if you don't stop this, I started going crazy. And they all just looked at me. I said, that's it. That's enough of you. And I walked out because I had to knock her out. So she wouldn't catch the two. Obviously, they were part, they were probably Christians and they were probably part of the setup. I heard them say Paulette's purse when we got off the plane and got in that, that van, but they made me the scapegoat. So I went out there. Then I go to grab a, um, a company bag and the zippers broke. They said, if the zipper is, is partly open, keep your hands off. They've already looked in and no Chinese Bibles. They're looking to see who picks it up and they follow you. So everything is like an I spy and we need to get out. They didn't put together if it's in one, it's in all of those shaped like that. So I left, I dropped that and we got out. And then you saw where we put it in the van. And then Marilyn Hickey said this. She said, now we have to pray for the driver that he doesn't get caught with the 9,000 Bibles. Because if he gets caught, they will kill him on the spot. So you have to get it to the Providence and across uh, the uh, China. Because in China, oh, which really breaks my heart, but they get one Bible for one town. And each member of the church gets one page. They get one page. And that one page is their Bible. 
That's why you sneak the Bibles into China. One page is your Bible. Could you imagine Leviticus? That's difficult. But one page is each member of the church's Bible. And that's it. Only one Bible per town. They have got tons of people. But one page per Christian. Per Christian. And that's why you sneak in those Bibles. So then we get to where we're going. And then they want us to uh, track them. And again, Paulette, and I'm like, there's plenty of people want to go to that. <laughs> and it's like missionaries kept saying, get her, do her, do her, get her, get her. So I finally get on a team of five. One is a guy. There's four of us. And we come in and we got to go on the train and go on the Orient Express to get to this town. And this town... Um, is where we go into, and it's a coal mine town. It was fascinating because it was extremely cold, and they gave you, like, the Mongolian blankets to sleep in, and it's extremely cold. They've got meat on big, huge tables, raw meat, raw meat, and there's not a fly on them because it's too cold for a fly to fly. (laughs) There is no flies on their meat. And I just stood there looking and going, how do you put meat outside on a table, on a slab table, and there's no flies? Very interesting. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.